This is the Football Think Podcast, um, and welcome back in a week that saw Liverpool be crowned super champions of Europe, Woo-hoo. and also escape a big, big banana skin down on the south coast at Thou- uh, Southampton. Joined by Simon as always, and um, so we're going to start with the Chelsea game. Um, we're going to we got a lot to get through today, so we're going to start with uh, thinking back to assemble Liverpool two, Chelsea two, five for on pens. Starting 11 wise, Simon, um, it was a bit of a weird one. We expected this to go kind of, uh, you know, our main 11, our best 11, so we could rest against Southampton, you would think. But um, there was a few surprises in there, wasn't there? Yeah. No one quite figured out or saw the Ox come in on the wing. That was a. Uh, we haven't seen him pre season at yeah. all. And he's never played left wing. I mean, if you were going to put him on, you'd have put him on the right, surely. Or in his favourite position through the middle. So, I think it's... Well, he came to us as a winger. The re- one of the reasons he left um, Arsenal was because they were playing him out wide. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he wanted to play in the middle. Yeah. Uh, but he's never played left. And he's... I just think Klopp's gone with a flyer and he wanted to get it 45 minutes in his legs, to be honest. And he saw he's probably not up to playing through the middle. Well, he so, um, so apologised yeah. at half-time. Uh, at the end of the game, really, he said, you know... It doesn't think up, was quite up to it, so he only got the forty-five. But um, as we'll come to later on from his performance last night, and um, that forty-five was huge for him, really. Absolutely, you end the day, you've got to get time in the legs, and it whether we like it or not, it wasn't a league game. Yes, we wanted to win it. <laughs> you know, just listening around talking to everybody on the run up to that game, it was a. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really mean that much. If then it starts, it, and you're a little nice. bit interested. Then we go 1-0 down, and you start thinking of excuses. Well, it's a European charity shield, isn't it? And then you go 1-1, and it goes to penalties, and all of a sudden, it's you everything to you. Win it. yeah. All of a sudden, it is the world to you. It is everything to you, and Absolutely. nothing else matters. We had the whole range of emotions on that game. And so, to a certain extent, I can see where Klopp was coming from with it. Uh, I... Yeah, and hindsight, it's all worked out, so all well and good. Had we have not done so well out of the games, then we might have had more more comeback kind of thing, but Klopp knows far better than we do. Exactly, and you know, Gomez comes in at right back for Trent, um, Matip goes into centre-back, See, um, you, you weren't a fan of that, this, No. Uh, look, my gut feel with this is people are targeting Trent, and I get that, and people are pushing the full-backs back with it. I think we've, you know, we've had a whole season of us playing a high line now. So I don't think it's just Trent. I think it, you know, it's a back line in general. People are trying to get in behind. And Correct. Look, Trent's not the best defensively. He's and he, let's face it, he will move into a more attacking role as his career progresses. But However, mean, that is our weaker side, you would say. And you know, Norwich um, pounced on it. City pounced on it. And so, so for me... Chelsea if, pounced on it as well. If you're playing Trent against a side who can hit you in that corner you have to play Gomez alongside him because Gomez has the pace to recover so what we did we put Gomez out wide who's better defensively we lose out on our attacking ability but they're still pinging it into the corner and when we're playing a high line so Gomez now has to recover and Matip isn't as quick to actually help him out so although for me Matip I mean we'll talk about his passing later but Defensively, I thought Matip had a very good game. And, and I'm not disagreeing. 
I'm absolutely not disagreeing with it. I, I, I cut I, out so many through balls. I really like Matip as a player. But I think when we know we're playing team that are going to attack our left-hand corner, our strongest two on that side is going to be Gomez and Trent because they can work yeah, the, the cover that we get off Gomez for Trent and that allows Gomez to continue to get forward. We lose that, then the centre-half has to work harder. So... So yeah, that's a, it's a personal opinion, and again, what do I know? Hey, that's why so, Jurgen Klopp gets paid the big money. So we look at the first. Uh, we start, I fairly think we started well. You know, first ten or fifteen, I believe um, we we put them under some pressure. We had um, a few early corners, um, got in behind a few times. Mane had that overhead kick. Um, I think we started the game well, but on a whole, I believe on the first forty-five was quite poor. Yeah, agree. And I think. First, you know, ten, min- first ten minutes, we were okay. Which is what everyone expected. Um, I've got here. Do you reckon we underestimated them? You know, they, they've had their transfer ban. There's been a little about them. They've, you know, brought in a lot of youth players. I think they had 55 players yeah. on loan last year. They brought a lot of them back. They were very poor against United on the weekend. Quite and possibly. did we underestimate them? Because I know a lot of fans did think we were going to crash them. And some of the pass and move, one touch passing through the lines was... Was really really, really good. impressed with that uh, Pulisic actually. Yeah, I thought he was very good. Uh, going back to that uh, Manny overhead kick, uh, I thought was it handball? Nah. But I mean, the if, ball if, hit his hand, and it was heading towards goal. It would have been. It would have been uh, under disallowed. the under the new rules. Well, if you look at the uh, you look at the City game um, this morning. Yeah, he touched his arm. So and it led to a goal. So yeah, it would have been. So the, and that's where I'm coming from. Uh, no, it was the defender that handled it. So Man, it was, yeah. Manny right, overhead so kick, yeah, so right. and the defender's arm was yeah. up. So it should have been a penalty under the new rules. Had, had but I think. And there lies the problem between Europe and Premier League. Premier League, uh, there's a big differentiating. Um, I think I seen Carrot and Neville. I told you about it. Um, where they went back of house and they actually went into the VAR room. And they, they said a few things and it was mentioned, you know, in a European game, would that be given? They had a little bit of debate over it. So um, I th- and that's one of the problems. We have a lot of issues. Yeah, we need um, to have consistency. Exactly, consistency is key. Um, Although, to be fair, first female referee taking charge of a, a men's game at that, at that level, I think she did really, really well. I mean, the fact that no one's talking about it really is the positive side of things, Correct. really. Because um, it... it Although people are saying, look, it's amazing that you know she did really well. The fact that she isn't a headline. I mean, obviously we had the penalty decision, but the fact that there was no big headline um, shows that she did the job well because she, a referee should never be in the headlines. Agreed. So the fact that there's not a lot of talk about it shows how well of a job all three of them did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really, really pleased with with the way that went off. Obviously, the and we'll get to the um, offsides in a bit, but yeah, um, it shows that you know all decisions that were given were given right in the end. Yeah. Midfield three. Hendo, Fabinho and Genie. Kind of what everyone would have expected when you did our lineup. Um, very poor. poor. All three of them. Um, Just, and considering you have Hendo and Genie who are meant to be, you know, our most... Our um, engines. Exactly, our engines. You would have thought um, there'd be a lot of energy there, but there was just no energy, was there? Yeah. Uh, I felt like it was uh, it was going uh, defence to attack and attack. So the, the midfield was just... Getting get bypassed. Blitz. They were pa- they were passing through the lines down the side of the pitch, 
So they were able to isolate the midfield and pass through the line there, or they were going over the top and completely bypassing. And to be the fair, them, I wouldn't want to be running um, and, with Kante either. Exactly, and it was really, really high humidity and all the rest of it. And you, got, you have got to take that into account. Yeah, Kante had a phenomenal. He was game. man of the match. He bossed it big time. So, yeah, I think we were under par in the middle of the park, but it's still early doors, and yeah, I, I just think. We, this whole first two weeks has been a huge banana skin for us with this extra game thrown in and we have far more to lose than Chelsea do. Chelsea have absolutely Chelsea don't make top to four lose. this year. Yeah. No one thinks they will. It's a shit happens. We didn't have, we had a transfer ban. We'll go again next year. They, they don't have any pressure on them. Uh, and they've got a free hit. No, if they get a top six finish with um, a League Cup or an FA Cup or a Super Cup that they would have had, happy days. Yeah. And... It's proven to be the case. Playing, playing without fear is actually doing my favour. So, so yeah, can't say through the middle. Our, our midfield struggled. So on a whole, Jeff, there was too many changes. I yeah. so. I reckon our. Yeah. Um, I reckon we should have went with the exact starting eleven. Obviously, um, with the excuse of Adrian or Allison, Adrian in for Allison. We should have went with the exact eleven that started um, against Norwich, and then we would have rotated for Southampton. But like you said, we which don't get we don't get the data that game. they receive. Um, when it but when it comes to it, which is the most important game to win? Which is interesting because everyone was kind of thinking this a long time as a community shield. Um, I'll go, you know, I may as well go to these Klopp comments now. I was going to go at the end, but Klopp um, after the interview, after the game interview, um, I put here winners get results. Klopp, it was all about winning. He said, yes, the performance wasn't the best, but it was all about winning. So it shows how important and how big they they took that game compared to the Southampton game. But if you ask Klopp out of the two, which do you want to win? I believe he says um, Chelsea. No, I don't. What the hell? Was well, that was your timer. Yeah. You got a clock on that? That's a fine. Oops. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, I just think that they done the rotations for the Chelsea game thinking there was enough to do the job, and if not, prepare to take it on the chin. To them, be it, be more structured with with the formal the normal line for the Southampton game because they needed to win the Southampton game. They needed the. You say points. that Liverpool Chelsea was a one off. You can gain points back in the league. You can say every point matters, and I totally agree. But we were to get a point at Southampton. Yeah. You can gain that back elsewhere. You think you can, and we thought that last year, and we lost. You say that, but it, then it bigs the importance when we play City. Agreed. I mean, we've said this, and we don't want to go into it too much now. We beat City over two legs in this league, and we win the league. Yeah. Beat City over two legs, and you win this league. Simple but- as. But that's because we've beaten everybody else. You have to you have to beat everyone else on the way through to get to that six point position home and away with City. And you do do not want to drop points early on with everyone raving about how good City are. How City are Liverpool are still not quite good enough to beat City. City are gonna win the league. City are still gonna do ninety 90 odd points this season and if Liverpool want to be close they're going to have to do 90 odd points as well everyone is saying that all the pundits everybody so last thing you want to do in the first few rounds is drop a few points because you want to put pressure on City now 
we're sat here today knowing that City have dropped points overnight and we we are in prime position. Had we have drew as well, we'd be in the same boat as City. We, we've actually taken advantage and would have, for me, taken a loss on the Chelsea game to make sure we get those points to Southampton. But that's a personal thought. Giroud scores. Um, the goal was coming. Um, was. They've, had, they've had a few, they had a few chances. Um, got in behind. Pulisic played a good through ball. It was a good finish. Um, Giroud always seems to score against us. He does, and you can't argue the. You know, we played the high line. Pulisic's ball was absolutely immaculate, and Giroud's finish was good as well. You know, I mean, I actually it would have thought Adrian might have saved that, but it was a hell of a finish. So fair play to right, him. Yeah. Um, and you know, Pulisic has one ruled out for VAR. You know, we talk about. I mean, we we both are against VAR. Um, we've talked endlessly. We yeah. both are against it. However, you look back on this game, and you know, if it wasn't for VAR, um, we'd be two 0 down. Yeah. Um, at half time, and we'd more likely be three 0 down. Yeah. It, you know, I am against VAR. And I think what's happening is teams are playing up to VAR. I mean, we are pushing the high line heavily and we are relying on VAR to make sure the calls are correct. So uh, it's a good thing for us at the minute. I'm sure we'll fall foul of it as well because that's football. And all the teams now are having to learn to adapt to it, really. Yeah, exactly. It's it's adapting. Play. VAR to your advantage the best you possibly can. Yeah. Well, again, I'll go back to some quotes after the game. Um, he was saying how we are used to playing a high line, and you know, when a player gets in behind and is one on one, that's when I'm normally screaming at my defenders, going, What the bloody hell is going on? But then, as soon as they miss or score, or it's the end of the active play, the flag goes up. So, Klopp's in this state of mind going where he's angry because they're getting in behind. But then all of a sudden the flag goes up and he's like, so he's like, you know, the we need to adapt. Does the technology need to adapt? In the you know, the, in the end, the technology is going to be there for a while, so we need to change the way we're doing things. Yeah, he's quite severe in his criticism of that way that they've got to find a way of getting the decision quicker or or that it's. Well, they've been told, haven't they, to leave the flag down because if they put the flag up and everyone stops, then it's the end. So if they put leave the flag down, they go through and score. Then it then they put the flag up, so then they know that it, you know it then goes to VAR. Yeah, it needs to be something to say. I think it was offside, but we'll wait for VAR to confirm it. I mean, so some kind of warning of some kind. But how are we going to do that? That's um, that's idea? a podcast in itself. We'll um, shelve yeah. that one for another time. So we go into the half time. Yeah, having um, had a poor poor, poor first, first half. half. Second half, um, we make a change. Um, yeah. Ox comes off. Bobby comes on. And, and need, it's amazing. It's immediate. It's an immediate impact, isn't it? It's amazing what Bobby can do. Yeah, and just the shapes. The shapes better, you know. And this is no criticism of the ox. He just he got his forty-five minutes in his legs. He struggled to get into the game. We go into the second half with a far more balanced front front three with the setup. Uh, you know, having having Bobby popping up and. Uh, um, just making runs the way he does and drawing the play all over the place. Well, we'll go to the goal. You know, it's a Fabinho ball. You know, the, the, the clearance comes out. Fabi puts it back in, and it's just he's so smart. He's just onto it like a yeah. flash, isn't he? And just just gets a toe on it, 
just to put it past the keeper. Uh, you know, so Mane's uh, not past the. It's just a flick on. To flick on, and then, and then, you know, and then he manages to keep it to it with on the second attempt because the keeper gets a good hand on it on the first one, and the second second attempt puts it in. But without Firmino doing what he does, Mane doesn't get that goal. So it's the first half different if we starting. Yeah, without question. But we haven't got forty five minutes in the legs of a player that needs time. And so Mane, Mane for the big, man for the big occasion. If you look back to the amount of big goals he scored in um, in recent years, you know you look back to the final where you were at in Kiev. You look to um, goals last year. Again, European final. We're struggling. Salah had chances, but it's Mane that and for me. For me, it's one of the most along with um, Bernardo Silva. He's one of the most underrated players in the league. Yeah, in the world. Sorry, agreed. And I think it's shown. And the fact that he was joint top goal scorer last year, and everyone's talking about. You know, Salah uh, and, and other players, and all of a sudden, you know, he's always there, there or thereabouts, and he's always got a big smile on his face. And for me, um, Salah can come in, look, I love Salah, he'll come in and score a hat trick. However, um, it has been noted that in a few of the bigger games, he has been, you know, United, yeah, some other games where cities, he goes missing. Um, you look at a few of them like that, or he'll score a hat trick in one game, and then maybe, you know, maybe not seen them much the next. Where or he might score in a game, he's not playing the best. Where Mane just he's so um, he plays the same every week, isn't he? He does. He's the same every week. Gives same with Bobby. He's exactly the same every week. I mean, he's just developed on as a player so much, and nothing seems to to get exactly. into his head at all. He just comes on, does his job, big smile on his face, and comes scores off. goals, comes yeah. off. And after we go one uh, level it. No, there's a five ten minute spell where we look like we're gonna blitz them. We did. Um, and yeah. the crowd, you know, were up, the crowd's up for it. I mean um, even Hendo nearly scored. Exactly, straight away Hendo scored um def- good save by the keeper after deflection. Deflection. Um, really, really good. But really you would have thought we needed to score in that five minute spell. You think we score in that five minute spell, it can become three four. Yeah. That's what happened to them um against United. United. They went one nil down and then they went two down and then two to three went in the space of I think it was like 45 seconds or something like that and so, heads go down exactly so you think if we had the score there you know it could have been a different story um, you know Van Dijk somehow misses um, it's a great save by um, well, he Kepa it was a double save it was it, it, was, it was a like, save. It was know, great huge save. goal mouth scramble and a double save somehow it doesn't go in <sighs> Uh, yeah, and I don't think anyone could believe it didn't go in. He was the keeper got big slaps on the back for that, you know, off his, off his teammates. Because again, if that had gone in, again, we're talking, uh, yeah, we're well and truly on top. A few more changes. Uh, Mason Mount came on for them. I was really impressed with him. He had a goal ruled out for offside, rightly ruled out for offside, but um, it was a it was great cut inside and a great finish. And again, another through ball that was really good for it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, Mount's. You know, coming in from Derby, you know, yeah. coming to that type of game really well. Frank, yeah, so he just. And oh. then, let's be honest, not much happened till the end of the game, really. You know, we had a chance right at the end of the game, it flashed across, um, yeah. just no one anticipated it. And, you know, there was. You see um, Klopp and Lampard talking at the end of the game, basically going, I think, I think listening to the interview, Frank asked um, Klopp, where, where are you guys this weekend? He goes, I went to Southampton on Saturday and he was like, 
Fuck you. <laughs> where are you boys? He goes, I don't know where. They're at home to somebody. Um, you know, and they go, both teams didn't want extra time. I think if you offered it there, both teams would have shared the trophy. If it was possible, yeah. both teams would have happened. Fans, maybe not so much of, but players and um, coaching staff wise, mm. that both teams would have shared the trophy there. Okay, but they've, they've flown out. You know, they've played in the heat. They don't really want to do extra time. They want to get the game over and get in the plane and go home. So we head to extra time and straight away we go 2-1 up and you think that's that when Mane puts the ball in the top corner. It's a great 1-2 with Firmino. He plays it back, top corner. And for me, I'm thinking game over. We're not going to concede anymore. No, got to agree. I think, if anything, we'd go on and score again. That's it. I thought that, that period we were on top quite well in the game, to be honest. Uh, we, yeah, we just had some good possession, good movements. And within yeah. ten minutes or five or ten minutes, where uh, it's back all square. Uh, was well, it a penalty? It wasn't a pen, in my opinion. But if I was the opposition, I would have expected the referee to give it. If a keeper comes out aggressively like that, the ball was going dead. It was going nowhere. Adrian overcommitted too early. Once he once he comes so far, he could have backed off because the ball was going dead. It was going nowhere. But go to ground, and the slightest bit of contact, it's a pen. And that's where my um, thing is. I don't think it is a pen, but <coughs> call me biased. However, it gives the referee a decision. a decision to make. And always going to go with the attacker. 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 Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to go... I don't want to keep going into VAR, because we're going to be going into VAR too much this season. However, I think the VAR... Decision-wise, it has to be a complete and um, obvious, obvious mistake. mistake. Where if you look at that and she give it, you you can't say that's a complete and obvious mistake yeah. because you know there is a little bit of contact. You know it could be a pen, so it isn't a you know it has to be a complete obvious. And that's where my opinion of VAR again is wrong. Is it shouldn't be a complete and obvious mistake. It's either a penalty or it isn't. Yeah, but you're right. We're talking too much about VAR. The penalty been- goes in. Um, it's two two. And then, let's be honest, between the next 25 minutes of football, fuck all happens. Correct. Both Everyone's teams look absolutely knackered. And extra time was completely pointless. Yeah. I just got my notes, you know, that it was just tired legs all round. Except, again, I'd say Chelsea, towards the end of that, in the second, second period, they had their younger, fitter legs, again, mount again, forced a couple of saves, they were... That we were looking I think had a great game. game. Apart from the penalty, he had yeah. a great game. He made some so, really good saves. So, you know, you say it, it was a nothing second half of uh, extra time. I think it was nothing extra time in general, really. But, apart from but I half. would say that second half extra time, Chelsea edged it because we looked more tired than they did. I mean, I thought on the whole, the course of the whole 120 minutes, Chelsea deserved it. Um, yeah. Even after 90, I would say, if that was a league game, you say after 90, it's 1-1, you'd probably go, I think we were lucky to get away with the point. But if you look on the course of the 90 minutes, not counting after time, Chelsea probably deserved it maybe slightly. And it's yeah. exactly the same after extra time, after they go 3-2. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 2-2. Penalty shootout. Um, I was worried um, after, you know, we've made a few changes. Um, we lost the penalty shootout to City. Um couple of weeks ago 
We had Adrian and Gold, they had Kepa, who was um, a big boy. He's pulled off some great saves in the game. I was also thinking at that point, was Simon Mingle a great penalty saver? <laughs> exactly. And in my head, I'm thinking, you know, maybe we should have fucking started Pepe Reina because we've had two penalty shootouts and the season, we're not even in the second round two yet of the season. Yeah. It's like, it was but, madness. Uh, but to be fair, the penalties were really good. I think, like, you know what, I think every penalty, you know, we, I think we came on, I think, penalty the, um, the, of the penalty shootout, again, made some mount. He was walking up and we, I said to you, you know, young boy, fresh from Derby, how big are your balls? And he fucking put it, he's, top he's bins, got, and you're like, a big pair of balls. You're like, <laughs> fair play. Um, yeah. Salah goes and puts his one in, you know, Kepa gets t- t- closer, he's, was he's it? getting a touch, um, there's too much power. Was it Origi's and Trent to get a massive hand to, and he probably should save, just like Alisson should have saved one in the, um, at Wembley in the Community Shield. He really probably should have saved, uh, saved at least one of those. But there's enough power on these things. And they yeah. Don't, and, Making contact's one thing, but unless you get a good, solid hand on it, yeah, the power on it, it just, just goes underneath this. And you know, you don't know how much this new rule affects these keepers. Um, not been, not been here myself, stretch. I don't know whatever it means, but, you know, you don't know how much it'll affect their keeper and their diving. And I'm sure they've been practising their penalty-saving techniques to cope with the new rules, you, you know. Which is so hard keeping that one foot on the line. So you know, Terry Abraham, uh, Tammy Abraham, sorry, steps up. Um, it's you know, it's very slim to do decks um, in Istanbul in 05. Yeah. It's a dive, but looking back and it's a save with his feet in the middle of the gra- um, middle of the goal. And happy days. Happy days. I just want to say on the point that you know, Tammy Abraham again. He's he'd had a really good game as well. He's. He's copped for a, a pile of yeah, races. Yeah, quite a lot of races, have not he? And I just, I just think that is so fucking out of order. The, you know, the, the lad's playing football. He's, he's had a good game. He's missed a penalty. How many players will go through their careers and they will miss penalties? Genie missed one for us in the community. Look, he stood up. He's, you know, the manager calls the players, who's up for penalties? He said he wanted to take the fifth one. He said he wanted to take the fifth one. So fair play to him. Stepping up, I mean, bounce back strong. If I was a Chelsea fan, as soon as he misses, you're like, you fucking dickhead. Yeah. You're an idiot. Why have you missed a pen? But you know what? I wake up the next morning, I'm still pissed off, but well, hey ho, we've got it's a, a penalty shootout, it's a look of the draw. Penalty shootout was full look of the draw. Yeah, yeah. and we lost in the in charity shield, you know. It's pens. You, t- you take it on the chin because it's a lottery. Yeah, exactly. It's not far off the toss of a coin, to be fair. So, yeah. Uh, but great, we we great, add, we had to our trophy hall. Um, we make it our fourth super cup. So just going back to the save, and then the post save celebrations. Great seeing Klopp coming running over. Did not fly, did he? He did, he did not and fly. it was great to see. But then you find out later that you know a steward has rugby tackled uh, a, a supporter that's come onto the field. He's and they clattered into, the, into the. Su- the players celebrating, and Adrian's got a swollen ankle. It's like, you just could not write this script the way it's gone. And then, puts us in turmoil all week. Who's going to be in goal? All week, you mean three days? Oh, it felt like a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it puts us a bit of turmoil, turmoil for Southampton. Obviously, as everyone now knows, it turned out to be okay. Drugged up on painkillers. Um, but yeah, like I said, number four, um, number four for our Super Cup. 
Yeah. Um, we are now officially back on our fucking perch, as the black <laughs> boys like to say. Um, Hear that, fucking Sir Alex? We're back on our fucking. So we're back perch. on our perch. Most successful team in England. Happy days. Yeah. Um, um, and like I've got here. Now let's go back in May. Yeah. We have to, have to be targeting it all the time now, and and let's win the league as well. Let that's the first. We we were up for seven at the start of the season. We didn't get. You know, the uh, the charity shield. So that's one down, six to go. Easy as that. So then boys have a... XI scientists have a lot on their plate for two days. Um, they didn't train on th- uh, the next day. I think on the Friday they had um, a re- training that was absolutely piss-wet through by all accounts. So it wasn't a lot of um, preparation. But we're going to move on to uh, the Southampton win. Um, and let's be honest, as you say, short short rest period, poor training capability, getting on a flight, it, we were bound to be leggy kind of thing, coming back from Istanbul. It, you know, no question, the rotations come in and we just need to three points by hook or by crook, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, starting changes... Yeah, thank God Adrian actually managed to start. Matic back in. Uh, oh, he gets back into the midfield, doesn't he? Yeah, and played much better. And, and he'd had the 45... You say he played time. much better, he just was involved. Where Against Chelsea, he just wasn't involved at yeah, all, really, could, was he? couldn't get on the ball. But he's had his 45 minutes of, of, of game time, which helps him now to actually get on the ball and make some impact in the game. Well, it was an interesting midfield three, wasn't it, between Ox, Milner and Genie. First time we've seen those three play together. Um, think, um, listening to the post-match interview from Klopp, he basically said, looking at the data, you know, our most, you know, the lads that ran the most um, against Chelsea in the midfield-wise, um, you know, it was rightly that we rested them. So, uh, with it, Fabinho and Henderson did the most running, did the most work against Chelsea. So it was right to rest them, and then Genie and Milner come in then. Uh, and we, you look at the midfield three, it looked as though Milner and Genie were holding, didn't it? Um, Ox playing more of a 10, but it was more, it, it was very unorthodox, because Ox was more playing on the right, yeah, more the right of a midfield three. Yeah. I, but I just, Genie and Milner both were coming picking up the ball from the um, back moved, two. Yeah, I, I, I just seem to, it looked very fluid at times. They were pick, dropping in and picking the ball up. But then actually moving into the ten position themselves, and then you know you had Ox covering in behind. So I think classic Liverpool, very very, just like the front three playing a fluid positions. I think the midfield were operating that way at times, uh, which meant it was very hard to pick them up as well because because of the movement that was going on. Because say we both thought it looked like at the start they were playing with two holding midfielders and one number ten. But I'm not sure it was. Uh, yeah, so I just think we had a very fluid. I, th- I think I think you say to him, you know, as long as one of you is holding, um, then someone is supporting the attack. You know, do what you want, basically. Yeah. You know, as long as one of you is, and it's obviously either you won't see um, Ox back there. It's either um, Genie or Milner. As long as one of you are holding, then the other one then supports the attack. That's it. And Southampton went with three at the back. It was interesting. Um, I th- I've listened to the Anfield rap. They said they do like to go through at the back normally. Um, 
for me, when they went through the back, um, I, it wasn't to compliment us. They normally do it. However, for me, they went man on man with our front three. So it made it very congested. Then you have a five-man midfield. So it was very congested there. So then we had, a, but then we had a lot of room out, the, out wide for our fullbacks. But for me, then were whipping in aimless balls in. Some of them were very good, but it, for me, we were one-dimensional in our attack, especially that first half because it was get the ball. You know, we pass around for a bit. The ball goes wild. We run out of ideas, and it's a whip into the box. Do you not think it was also part of Southampton's game plan? to go five in the midfield and then with that try and push their wide men onto our fullbacks and again push our fullbacks back to stop our advanced movement. I don't think um, I don't think they did try and do that to complement us. I reckon that's just the way they play. Because I don't think that we got a lot of possession in wide areas. Um, I don't think their their wingers pushed up as much as they should have on our back on our on our fullbacks. They were allowed a lot of room and a lot of time to pick passes out into them, whipping it into the box. So I reckon that's just the way they play. Um, I don't reckon it was complimentals at all. See, I think it was, but they just failed. You know, uh, well, if it was, their lads were very slow and sloppy. Yeah, because of the success other teams have had of of pinning the full-backs back with balls into the corners, You know, going back to the Chelsea game and all the rest of it, I think a five-man midfield, that's part of what they were trying to do. Especially knowing, you know, because Trent was back in. But it failed miserably. Um, you say it failed miserably, but first 45, we were second best. We were. We were. Um, we, for like I said, we didn't, we didn't create much forward. They created a lot of problems for us. Um, Adrian performed a great save from Yoshida. Um, point blank range with his, uh, from a header off a corner. Good ward prowse, can, boy can he whip a ball in. Um, like, and like I said, you know... First 45, he was second best. Well, I'd say eight minutes in, Adrian's got to do a one-on-one save. 15 minutes in, then we went through that period with Milner kind of thing with, with a head injury. And we then play for a, an extended period with 10 men. That includes and, the Yoshida header. Yeah, and, and basically, I think that obviously made a big hole in what we were able to do especially because it's in that midfield area, and they, they dominate that period quite rightly. They should have done. For me, our defence, it just doesn't look 100%. You know, we look back at our um, season last year, we only conceded about seven or eight goals in last, last year, and we really didn't see that. We don't think we conceded a goal until round six or seven last year as well. It was that Leicester away game where Alisson fucked up, where we ended up fucking up. Um, and we conceded the goal. Um, this this year, I mean, you don't know it is the swapping and changing of the back four, and obviously then Allison getting injured as well. But for me, it just doesn't look as solid. And even um, Alan Shearer has come out and said, you know, Liverpool aren't defensively what they were last year. Well, let's be realistic. We're not the only team with analysts analysing every game. All of the teams have got you know massive squads of backroom staff who are analysing every movement Liverpool do and they've looked at Liverpool's high line and they're saying right how do we break this high line down and they've seen where some teams have had success and and people are trying to reproduce that so I don't think it's any surprise that people are starting to work us out a little bit just as people are working City out a little bit because that's the nature of football 
Uh, Do you not think I'm, now we need to adapt then? Yeah, and I'll go back to that's why we need Gomez in as a centre-half to give us that extra pace in that back line. You know, you know we've, we've got a very fast back line. That means we can play the high line and we can recover. Matic's a good player, but I still I think we've got to start putting Gomez in there on games where we think we've got issues with pace. I actually think he was right to go in in this game because I didn't expect them to have the pace in behind. And I go back to that first 45-minute period. The reason they were having so much success is we were minus a midfield player while Milner was off for so long. And no question, they got on top big time there. And, yeah, and they managed to score. Well, here's, I mean, here's the difference, like I said, between um, Chelsea and this week. You know, we conceded against Chelsea. We managed to hold out the spell that they had this um, yesterday. We managed to hold out, and we got to half time with a clean sheet, even though we hadn't played well. Where Chelsea, you know, we got to half time and we hadn't played well, and they, we ended up conceding. Um, but you know, when it looks like we're going to go in at half time, and you know the way we play, you go in at half time nil nil, and out of nowhere against the runner play. Again, we spoke about him before, Mane. Um, best player in the team right now. Absolute rocket. Screamer. And, yeah. Out of Com- nothing. Out completely of nothing. against the runner play. Uh, uh, they made a mistake. It was from their mistake. And we just... We capitalised it. And, that, and that's the difference, you know. They, they had a few chances they didn't take. And that's a prob- that, I mean, that's one thing we can always take um, promise from that. When teams aren't scoring, you know, we can score in a flash. Do you know that goal was very Coutinho-esque? Cutting inside. Cutting inside, running across the edge of the box. Went, went to shoot, didn't. Went to shoot, didn't. Bang, hit it hard into the corner. Everyone's saying we should get Coutinho back. Why? Mane can do it quite easily. Uh, and proves it over and over. So, yeah, uh, excellent goal. And against the runner play, and you go in there, thank God for that. Exactly. Um, we go into the second half and it was a totally different game. Second half, we, I'd like to say we controlled it from start to finish. We didn't. We controlled it till about the 83-minute mark. Um, but, I mean, we were just so much better. We controlled the game. We kept the ball. We uh, created opportunities. We looked dangerous. I think we were completely on top until Danny Ings came off. Yeah, I think we were controlling it, and then all of a sudden, there's more impetus in their attack. Uh, yeah, we had Milner had a shot that just went wide. Manny and Salah both both had efforts. I mean, so. let's face it, Manny. I'm sorry, Salah should make it too. Yeah. So we 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 were comfortable in everything that was going on. And then when when we are comfortable, Bobby makes it too. Makes it even more comfortable, and there you're like game over. You know, less than twenty minutes to go. We're two 0 up now away at Southampton. Bet. Let's play the game out now. And we were, we were just keeping the ball. They were done. They they were done. Just they were tired. They were happy for us to leave it at two 0 So we sort of pass the ball around the back, um, and then like you say, um, I don't think it it was Ings that caused the error. Yeah, and. Just before we scored, Ings has had a shot just went wide as well. He was so lively. Uh, but then we get the second goal and then, look, Adrian got caught in two minds. You could see the, the ball was on to play the ball out wide and 
for some reason he gets caught and decides that he's going to cut it backwards across his body and you know Danny Ings has closed him down really really well what Danny Ings does and, and gets his just rewards ball bounces off him straight into the goal well, Klopp comes out you know in his interview of course he was going to be asked about these few things um, but he basically came out and basically said as long as we win I don't care which is I mean he will he'll be talking to Adrian behind the scenes that doesn't happen again just like he did with um, Alisson but he, he it's right as long as we win it really doesn't matter but again, even you know, you can't criticise him too much, Adrian, because he has he's had some really good games. You know, Matter nearly scored an own goal. He was back to goal, chasing in the ball. Especially that second half, they didn't do much, no. so he had to be aware. And that's the thing we always praise Allison. There's a lot of times where he hasn't done anything for 20, 30 minutes, but then he comes out within a really good. A save that he should make, but save that if you're not on it, Correct. you miss it. So yeah. he, it's amazing that they, you know, they have to be aware. That Matip one, Matip had to strike at the ball, otherwise that you know Danny Ings was in behind him. He strikes at it and he doesn't hit it cleanly, so it's not going wide. It's heading for goal. Yeah, and Adrian makes a bloody good save and saves the blushes. You know, so Klopp in um, a post-match interview um, believes that you know the other players need to. Say, this is what I was telling you before regarding is some of his statements. The other players need to take more responsibility playing it back to him too much. Yeah. Um, basically say, you know, you, they have to use their head, you know, they, he had a massive balloon foot, um, elephant foot, I think was the term Klopp used, on the way back from uh, Istanbul. You know, he takes a lot of painkillers and basically goes, we use him too much. Because um, he, he's not 100%. So, they probably said before the game, let's use him, but let's not put him under stupid pressure. pressure. I mean, you could counter that basically going, he wasn't under that much pressure when he was given the ball. I think that's just Klopp trying to and it wasn't save him good. a bit. But really, he should have just said that. Because he wasn't under much pressure. But again, but it's interesting. Sure. Klopp, is it right or his left ankle that's ballooned? And if it's you. his right ankle, that is probably why he's not sent it. Because it's getting towards the end of the day game. Maybe the painkillers are wearing off a little bit. And he doesn't want to put his foot through the ball... Because his ankle's getting sore, you know? In saying that, you know, we had a... You said something about during the game. Um, Firmino, after he scored, went over and got some painkillers, didn't he? Yes. Could they have been... You know, he looked confused, saying, why are you giving me this? That could have been... Came, go, go give these to Alisson. Yes, and that's Alison, true. Um, Adrian. That's a very good point. Why you give, yeah, because there's a bit of a debate. At least it just on. came to my head. We had a bit yeah. of debate, you know. If for those that didn't see it, after we score, um, the cut over to the, um, the bench. basic bench, and Firmino called over. He got given, like... You know, some panadol or something, and he looked really bemused, really confused. Threw it back at them, and they, you know, they probably said, they're probably trying to say, get this to Adrian. Yeah. You, know, he, you know, he probably needs another course. Yeah, that's a good point. A very good point. There you yeah. go. Not just a pretty face. Not even that. Anyway, so like I said, you know, I think everyone will agree. We'll let them off. We got the three points. Just quickly before we get to the end, I want to talk a bit about Shaq. We haven't seen him yet. I know. Um, and I, I think I, I don't. I didn't read the article, but I seen an article during the week on Facebook. You can't read them too much. Basically, going, he's he is a bit disappointed um, with how you know that he's not getting much game time. And it's weird because for me, he was going to at least feature in one of these two games, yeah. and I can't believe he hasn't at least got minutes in one of them. Agreed. And I wonder whether the plan was to play him at Chelsea, uh, the Chelsea game. To be honest, but. 
the way the game went, it just didn't happen. I don't know. But even when we were, I mean, I was saying, you know, 2-0 up, you start bringing the likes of Shakiri on, maybe Lallana. Um, maybe he didn't feel 100% comfortable. Maybe it was a 3 nil he would have. 2-0 isn't the most comfortable of scorelines. And then as we've seen, the last, you know, 10, you know, 10 minutes, including oh. the injury time at the end, was full on. It was. They, they, it was all Southampton. Because they almost Manic, scored with the Manic chance. In should have equalised. Yeah. But, um, do you reckon maybe to think that we're not seeing behind the scenes single training ground Klopp's just not seeing what he wants to see from Shaq yeah but the, the in the interviews and what you hear through pre-season everything else all the noises coming out of Klopp regarding him were really good that he he's starting to become the player we expect him to be you know we didn't buy anyone because we have this big squad you, we, you know, we, we got Lalana, Shakiri, Origi we got Milner, Henderson, Wijnaldum, Fabinho, a couple of them are going to be on the bench every week. But again, then we're not, you know, we haven't seen him at all now. But in Klopp, a congested period. But Klopp does like to play his a core squad for a period of games. So we, we say we're into this congested period, but once we get these four games plus the, uh, the, the Super Cup game out of the way, do we then see a rotation out of some of the players and the likes of Shaq coming in for an, for another four-game period. I hope so, because I want to see Shaq play. I actually think he's got some great potential. Uh, I actually want to see him play more than Lallana, to be honest. However, I trust in Klopp, and if he's not right, Correct. he's not right. I, I trust Klopp is when Shaq will play is because he actually believes he's going to make an impact. Yeah. Uh, but for me, if you're not going to play him, I prefer someone like Brewster on the bench. That can maybe come on and do something, or a Harvey Elliott think, that has looked lively. I think we'll see them later in the season. You're right, but you know, right now, if there's an option, and he, if you not on, don't just have him on the bench for no reason, just to make up numbers. Let's give one of the younger lads a chance. I think he's on the bench because if something really horrible happens with an injury, he'll get his game time rather than his planned game time. It's almost as though, okay, right now we are getting Oxlade Chamberlain back in a match fit we're getting him his game time and he's he's the player who has been introduced to get the match fitness in and be ready I can imagine at some point he will swap out and Shaq will swap in and go through a similar cycle to get him up to speed and then at some point you'll see the two of them play alongside each other while you give uh, Genie a rest or, or, or Milner a rest or whatever for a, a three or four game period Alright, and then looking to head to next week, we have uh, Arsenal at home, which is a huge game in the course of the season at the minute, because both of us sit nicely at the top of the table on six points. Um, you know, you don't, no one really looks at the table till we're ten points, um, sorry, ten games in, but with City dropping points last week um, against tough opposition, it's now, you know, we had the easier opposition, the roles are reversed next week, um, we have the, we have Arsenal. We notoriously, notoriously are better at home against Arsenal. Sunday, 2 a.m. Um, we're here in Adelaide time. Yeah. But uh, hope we can you know, maintain our 100% run. Yeah, and we've got a local guy actually going to be at the game. Uh, Pete Dorber's going out and going to be in the Southampton game. So Arsenal, I haven't yeah. even asked him yet. So with a bit of luck, he might even come on when he gets back and tells us about his experience going over there. Because uh, Tor are doing a pre-game show as well, a, a two-hour show, and I think he's going to go to that as well. So fingers crossed, we'll get some 
some good feedback from a live day at Anfield. Alright, quickly before we go, um, I've been told by Simo that we have a few acknowledgements. Lads that listen to the podcast that were getting pissed with um, my old man last night. Uh, yeah, uh, I just want to acknowledge the lads, Joel, Arnie, Steve and Jared that uh, came over and uh, told me how much they enjoyed the podcast yesterday. And offered you shots. And then uh, lined, up, old man. Li- yeah, lined up shots on the bar for everybody at the, at the thing and yeah. Yeah, thanks boys. Um, you know, keep listening, keep giving us shit, because that's what we like. Alright, and I reckon that'll do us for today. Um, we've been a, just short of an hour. Uh, we're going to be on our socials, um, as usual. Um, we might be posting a, uh, a video to this on YouTube as well, so stay tuned for that. And stay tuned on the socials at the Football Fit Podcast. Can I just ask, add a, just a couple of minor things, just because they're good? Barca got beat. Barca did get beat. And, uh, you know, that was really nice. That they've, they've lost points on their opening game of the season. Uh, after the City game, uh, it was uh, Jesus had a bit of an outburst. I'm curious to see after the VAR decision that went on. What retribution there. would come from that? Yeah, uh, that, that could have some interesting uh, consequences that we'll find out during the week. And uh, Coutinho has gone out on loan to Bayern, potentially. I don't potentially. think it's been confirmed. No, it's not 100% confirmed yet, but uh, yeah, it could be. And one last note then plastic flats at Goodison. Poor, weren't they? Oh, dear. What's new? I really thought, uh, yeah, that was so Chelsea. <laughs> What's new? Anyway, enough for that. All right, well, that'll do us for today. We'll try again. Um, and we'll see you next week. Up the Reds.